0: This is Dies and Shubx, the podcast, episode 223, for the week of June 20th, 2010. Well, hello there. Welcome to Dyes and Shubx,
1: the podcast.
0: There we go, episode two. Wait, that's not how it goes. An extension of the all-encompassing... See, I should just not look at the outline. I'm better off without it. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Dai Zenshu EX. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Joining me through the magic of the internet at the very last moment, Mark, fanboyreview.net. Welcome, dude. Nice to be here again. I'm so glad that I have a couple of you. I'm like, oh shit, someday I, I get on the show and you're available. I'm trying to think of some sort of awesome response to that, but yeah, not really doing much today. <laughs> I appreciate that. So uh, you're here to join me. It's going to be a fun episode because I've already done the entire topic and I was just planning on coming down, chilling, doing the news that Mary, she came down, she scooped the cat litter and she immediately got stuffed up and almost incapable of speaking. So you are my last-minute replacement. I hope you don't feel bad about that, though. No, not really. All right, good. So we got marked. My name is Mike Ex. Here we are on episode 223. I've been very excited for this episode because let me tell you all about the topic. It's already done, so you don't get to join me. But I spoke with... Kaboom from our forum. Uh, His name is Sean. He loves, loves, loves kind of in universe theories and this crazy stuff that we haven't really gotten a chance to talk about in a long time on the show that was so I say I was excited I honestly honestly mean it we spoke at length about Kula and his transformations but it's crazy because to talk about Kula you have to talk about Frieza and all of his transformations and these wonderful fan theories and all that stuff so please look forward to that in the topic section of the show but you're joining me for everything else right now are you prepared are you you ready for this i'm still trying to get mentally prepared but i think i can survive all right excellent we got news we got releases we got emails all that good stuff that Mark's gonna join us for here on the show before we do that we got to talk about some housekeeping and stuffage up on the website right now I have a new review of the Super Vegito Dragon Hero figure this is going to be the first figure slash toy review that you're reading on the site I was really really looking forward I'm trying to hold back from saying excited again I'm overdoing that word already this episode so I won't say I was super excited but that I kind of was, to review a figure. You can check that out. It's obviously not as long as some of the other reviews on the site because it's a, a cheap figure. There's not a whole lot to say about it. But it's kind of a prelude. I did that one first because the Freeza's Force figures are in. I started doing all my scans and pictures for those. That's going to be kind of my big figure review coming in the future. That's all the housekeeping I have. Do you have any Dragon Ball stuff going on in Fanboy Review right now?
1: Um... I had to uh, send a notice to YouTube to have a video taken down. Oh, did you really? Uh uh-huh. um, I believe I don't remember what the guy's name is. The guy was like twenty different Dragon Ball accounts. Dragon
0: Ball GTHD. Some. No clue. But, all right. Why are you issuing takedown notices?
1: Um. He. You remember my uh, color comparisons? Yeah. Yeah. He took those. Removed my address, put his address, and turned them into videos.
0: I don't know. I think you're being kind of a douche about that, but he's kind of being a douche about that, too.
1: No, and I even made sure in the the uh, takedown notice that I sent to YouTube saying, I claim no ownership over the show, or even over the images in the comparison themselves, the, just the comparison itself. Hmm. He didn't mention my site, didn't mention where they came from, removed my address from it, which I didn't put over the images because I didn't want to do that.
0: Right, right. I remember how you laid them out. You kind of had them with a white space over on on the side pointing things and yeah because yeah.
1: i don't want to cover the, sc- the screenshot because that was the whole point i was right, reasonable right about it he chose to erase it and said put in his youtube address so at that point i No longer care if it's being a douche, being unreasonable or anything. He stole my thing. Screw
0: it. Ah, stole it, though. That's that's really weird. All right, let me ask you then. We're going to get into almost an email before we get any further in the show because you're an appropriate person to talk about this with. Someone sent me an email a while ago, and I actually wrote up a full blog entry, but they never got back to me with permission to post up what they said. It might be the same person, but it sounds like whenever I or Heath and Herms... It's Heath and Jake, I guess I should say. I don't want to mix up real names and internet names over Constantine. Whenever one of us do an update, I guess there's someone out there who takes our updates almost verbatim and makes videos out of them on YouTube. Is this that same person? I'm trying to remember if
1: it's the same guy because I do know there is... Some guy on YouTube who makes Dragon Ball news updates anytime, any site, and he just basically repeats them verbatim. Okay, well, that's that's my
0: big question.
1: I think that guy, though, actually goes on camera, goes over the news. bit dishonest in that I don't believe he mentions any of the sites, but he at least turns that news content into new
0: content. Okay, because that's a big question. That was the, the person's email to me. What
1: I'm saying is this, it was actually my image verbatim. Right,
0: right. No, no, I, I get gotcha. you. But that is my question is at what point does it become further commentary Because really, all we add to this discussion, I mean, I've talked about this with AMVs back in the day, where the video isn't ours, the audio isn't ours. All that we toss into the mix is the way in which we edit it. That is our original contribution to the content. Over on the websites, the original content is the commentary on it. So when you have people kind of taking our updates verbatim, really, and not even doing added dialogue, it's just kind of in text on the videos, the person's email was, you know, do you really care about this? Isn't this a little disingenuous blah 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 what do you want to do about it my feeling is well they're filling a niche that i'm not filling so all the more power to them, but I do think it is a little fucked up if you're going to just copy someone's entire paragraph, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. similar to what is done with your images.
1: Well, that's the thing. I actually found it by accident because I was just looking at, trying to look up uh, clips of the TV version of the Kai dub. Right. And I see a thing, TV color comparison, and I see my images of thumbnail. I actually got excited. I thought someone was going to, you know did a video you know with commentary and whatnot i go and it's just my image sitting there and they put background music and they removed my tag
0: right right it's weird stuff all right that's weird a little inside baseball stuff with running websites and commentary and original content and stuff just some of the stuff that we see out there and it's weird it's weird what our reactions are it's weird what other people's reactions are but let's forget the inside baseball and talk about the news Here's a fun one because this is retail stuff, you cover a lot of products, and there's new GT coming out, right? Sort of, sort of new GT. A new listing popped up on Right Stuff for, quote, Dragon Ball GT DVD complete series. End quote. The MSRP was about 70 bucks, which, as I pointed out, is the same as the previous two green bricks for Dragon Ball GTs, Funimation Season Sets. If you smush the two of those together, they're about 35 bucks. That comes out to what this is. The runtime was slightly different than the two green bricks combined, but correct me if I'm wrong, but Funimation's listed times are never really all that accurate or consistent, right? Uh,
1: Funimations, as I recall, tend to be, they tend to round. Yeah, yeah. Which, they've I've seen them round both up and down, and a lot of companies do that, just so they can have an even number there.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some companies
1: do extras. I don't remember Funimations at the moment. No.
0: well as fans are apt to do wild speculation immediately people keep going oh it's my god box. we got dragon boxes coming there's nothing said about it unlike what they did for Z where it was held under wraps and announced at a convention and then people keep thinking all right well what conventions next anime next is coming up they're going to announce it there I mean this it's not just on our pharmacy and other communities as well people just assuming this is a Dragon Ball GT dragon box yeah are pretty sure it's not not, right? I,
1: I can pretty much say it's not just for the reason that, and this is something that I think sort of got glossed over. I haven't looked in detail in the forms though. They did this with Z also. Yeah. It just happened Z's were exclusive to Walmart.
0: Right. And this, we didn't talk about that on the website in the show, I, I don't think, because again, it was a Walmart exclusive. It was old products repackaging the orange bricks. But Funimation does this a ton with all of their shows. I mean, Dragon Ball gets re-releases where they they get a remastered re-release, and then they get the Dragon Box re-release. But other shows, they just keep throwing the exact same thing into new packages, right?
1: Mostly. A lot of the times, they do get new discs, quote-unquote.
0: Right, right. Well, now we have things like upscale Blu-rays and stuff, so it's going into a little new territory. But this seems to be just, yeah, it's the two green bricks now in one complete collection
1: well, my, my guess is it's going to literally be the two green bricks with a slip cover yeah i'm not yeah. i'm not i'm not even expecting different packaging it's it's gonna be a slip cover
0: isn't that what the walmart ones were too yeah all right uh the cover art has popped up uh i know it was from one of the regulars on anime on dvd that posted it up and i think it was super Saiyan Four goku on the cover and it says complete it's in a green box packaging so it's just the two green bricks right
1: yeah yeah even if it even if it theoretically were going to be the dragon box and it got announced early by accident I think that image says all that needs to be said about what this is
0: yeah they're not going to interrupt the Z Dragon Box and Z Kai DVD and Blu-ray releases with Dragon Ball GT Dragon Box at this point they they gotta let something complete before mm, they start let, tossing let's, out let's others let's be fair
1: they, they might do that <laughs> that's
0: but, but true it, but, it,
1: but it wouldn't be in the packaging of, it, they'd go with the fancy classier packaging it wouldn't right, be right. just the
0: exact same style alright I think we're done here here let's move on so the next bit of the news coming out of e3 we weren't expecting any real news out of e3 after the 3ds was debuted that's nintendo's successor to the ds a new handheld system namco bandai put out a list of titles they were working on and they just said dragon ball franchise Yep, we're working on the Dragon Ball game for the 3DS. We don't even know that they're working on it. It's just they're planning to work on something. They're announcing that there will be a Dragon Ball game for the 3DS. So there's nothing to say here, right? I think
1: it's pro- at this point it's probably beyond nothing. Yeah. Saying saying they're planning to make a Dragon Ball game. I, I think had everyone waited an hour and they not announced everything, everyone would everyone would have went. Oh, they're totally going to make some game for this at some point. Exactly, and
0: that seemed to be what their big list was. It was like, all right, this franchise, this franchise. It's like, is anyone really surprised they're going to make a Gundam game for a new system? <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's the same thing with Dragon Ball: New System. Namco Bandai is going to do a game, but here's where we get to the interesting stuff. Our buddy Wasted Wisher, who, if you don't remember, does indeed, I mean, totally verified because of all the shit he gave us, works for the Philippines branch of Toei. He's the one who told us about Kai almost a month before it was officially announced. We got all the character design sheets and sketches for the Jump Super Animator special long before it existed. So we know he's on the up and up. About a month ago, he let us know that they were going to be working on, at the time, what seemed to be about 30 minutes of new animation for an upcoming video game. So it was going to be 2D, more traditional, you know, animations that we've seen recently have been things like the 3D renderings for the sparking intros, that kind of stuff. This exciting 2D animation. Well, no new details in the last month until this weekend. Let me read his update. It's a little lengthy, but I think it is going to be very interesting to you. Hey there, folks. Remember when I told you guys Toei would be making new animation cutscenes for a new Dragon Ball game, and I didn't have a clue which game it would be for? Well, now I know. The new animation is for a remake slash re-release of the plot to exterminate the science. The key animators finally received their first pieces of work for the new game, so I figured it out upon seeing the character models and layouts scanned from the original video. According to my co-worker, he said the frame size for the animation was rather small, so it will most likely come out for a portable game system. Maybe this is the Dragon Ball game slotted for the 3DS. End Other than that, I have no idea as to how the game is going to look like. Oh, and one more thing, unlike in Dragon Ball Kai, where the new Animation is basically just a retrace from the old footage the animation here is all new from the ground up they'll still be using scans of the old video for the layouts but that's just for reference camera angles positioning etc as far as the actual animation is concerned it's being rebuilt from scratch. That's the end of a Wasted Wishers update. Mark, what do you think about this remake of Saiyajin Zitsumitsu Keikaku?
1: I've sort of jumped back and forth since I found out about this between excited, don't care, and waiting. (laughs) It it sounds exciting at first listen, but how many people are really going to sit through, unless it's somehow turned into a deeper game? Right, right. I, I don't imagine many modern fans at all sitting through playing this
0: well, here's the thing. I mean, we have a whole section about it on Dazen chewy X, but the short and long of it is there was originally a Famicom game, an NES game, called Saiyajin Zitsumetsu Kekaku that received two VHS volumes, which Toei classifies as OVAs, which they also called Official Visual Guides. They were kind of like a perfect playthrough of the game, but animated and voice acted and scored and everything so it kind of complemented the NES game also with that same footage they later released on the Bandai Pladia which is a system that you probably know nothing about unless you follow Daisenshu EX. two video games of the same title Saiyajin Zetsu Kaku I believe Shin was in there as well something like that um, and there was a first half and a second half and it was kind of a choose your own adventure FMV where it, again you play through the game but it had additional footage so you if you didn't do a perfect playthrough, maybe you got stuck in a loop somewhere and you went down the wrong turn to a cave and I think I've talked about this before. Oolong's hanging out with some money and doing crazy shit. So it's a long, convoluted history for this. This game, the new version of it, yeah, it's gonna have new animation, and I've seen some great speculation on the forum. It could be that they're going to remake the original Famicom game and supplement it with FMV. That sounds more likely, right? Because, I mean, who's gonna play FMV games in 2010?
1: It sounds more likely in general. The problem is, is I'm just still not sure. They Spend the money to fully remake because, even as far as I know, it's not remembered that well
0: at all. No, no, it's more known for the visual guides than the game. I mean, maybe I'm crazy. I
1: almost reasonably expect just something in there that just happens to have the same sort of actual remake rather than just a straight remake of the games that came before
0: this is going to be very interesting to follow because again we don't know the exact amount of animation originally they were thinking 30 minutes that might be extended if it's just 30 minutes that doesn't cover the entirety of what was the ova or the visual guide that's less than a perfect playthrough from the original material so maybe it be something like Chrono Trigger was on DS, which was kind of a port of the Super Famicom and PlayStation versions where you you reach a point point, you get an FMV scene and the stuff we're used to from the 32-bit generation. I don't know, but this one's going to be fascinating to keep an eye on. I mean, people who are sort of in the know and really dig in and aren't the more casual fans are always like, oh, Hatchiak would be awesome to throw in Raging Blast or Sparking. We have that as a possibility now. If they're revisiting this, why not throw them in? I... I don't know, it's still something just seems off.
1: I almost wouldn't be surprised if it just turns out to be a 25-minute OVA included with the game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's very, very true. Something just seems a bit off about it in general. Right, I mean, we are halfway into the year now. Uh, We know a little bit about what games are planned for the rest of the year, but they could announce new things. Uh, Who knows? It'll be fun to keep an eye on. All right, you and I are done with the news, so we're going to turn it on over to the topic previously recorded. Joining me here on the topic portion of the show to talk about, well, I thought it was one character, and then really it turned into almost a story arc transformation series analysis. To get to that one character, you have to talk about another one. Kaboom, you are a moderator on our forum, but you're also a cool guy who loves talking about in-universe stuff. Should I call you Kaboom, or should I call you Sean? Which would you prefer for internets?
2: Up to you, flip a coin.
0: Uh, All right. Here's what I'm going to do. Sean will work. Uh, All right. That's not the same as flipping a coin. All right.
2: Oh, I flipped a coin in in my head.
0: (laughs) That's fine. See, I prefer when people call me Mike on the show, too. It's it's this weird thing where it's the internet, but it's not because it's real voices. So, Sean, thank you so much. I I really want your perspective on this for a couple of reasons. One, you've posted about this on the forum before with giant blocks of text, and you kind of did my work for me so i appreciate that and also you know what you're talking about and that is always preferable i mean that's kind of the same thing as point one but you know
2: i i hope i hope so
0: you're joining me we're going to talk about kula from dbz movies five and sort of six and his transformations and are there more than one we don't really know but to talk about kula we have to talk about frieza first Because I don't even know if there's a big question to ask. I guess the big question might be something like is Kula's transformation that we see in the movie beyond what Frieza can do what number should we assign to it it's kind of a series of questions and we're just going to hit them along the way because I don't know what that bigger question is but this is where I say before we talk about Kula we have to talk about Frieza before we talk about Frieza we have to talk about Zarbon he is the first one to mention Frieza's transformations and I think that's kind of relevant to the discussion. So I'm just going to get you started here. A couple choice quotes from chapter 263 of the manga. First, it's just Zarbon and Vegeta kind of shit talking back and forth. Zarbon says, to give full scope to my power, you see, I must transform. But the form I must take is ugly, and I am fond of beauty, you know. But if my choice is between ugliness and death... Then Vegeta talks for a bit, comes back to Zarbon. I don't become absurdly large, like the Saiyan ape form, but my strength increases overwhelmingly. Here we're talking about this transformation, which is about size, but it's more about power than anything else. The Ozaru transformation, yeah, it was definitely about power. What is, it's a tenfold increase, is that what they say?
2: Yeah, Vegeta says it in the manga, and then all the uh, guidebooks say the same thing, just... Kind of repeat
0: him. Okay, so that is about power, but that one, as Arbon is saying here, is also substantially about size, and that's really not what he's going for. And it goes on Uh a little further, let me tell you something else to ponder in your afterlife. Frieza-sama has told me that he, too, transforms. Uh So we're being led down the road here. And it's kind of interesting, because we're not going to jump to Frieza right away. We have Ginyu Sentai, who's going to come in and... You know, mix it up with everyone, and there are no transformations there other than some body changing. So I feel yeah. like Zarbon's tossing this on the table, and we don't really come back to it for a while, right?
2: Yeah, it's foreshadowing, which I don't know. How often does Toriyama do foreshadowing?
0: <laughs> well, I wonder how when he does it, is he aware that he's doing it, or does he going to go back and go, <laughs> oh shit, I said this. I should probably do something how it. How
2: often does Toriyama actually know what his future stories are going to be like? We joke
0: about it, but it's It's got to be pretty true. All right, so we are just going to jump ahead to Frieza. Again, to talk about Kula, we have to talk about Frieza. I'm going to take you over to chapter 296. This is when they have made the wishes. Porunga is down and out, and they didn't get their third wish. Frieza's on the scene. Vegeta says, There are some beings who change their shape as the need arises for camouflage to conserve energy. And Frieza kind of interrupts him and says, or in my case, because I become so powerful that I can't keep myself under control. And this is a really, really interesting quote, because I don't feel like we've had something like this before, right?
2: Yeah, this is this one line is where the entire nature of Frieza's forms like kind of start being hinted at. But it's still it's still a little ambiguous, actually.
0: It is. Let's keep going then. Uh, this is right after he impales in Chapter two hundred ninety-seven. Next chapter. Pardon me. I warned you. I can't control myself in this form. He's. Like, relishing in this delight of bouncing him (laughs) around on his horns. But he's still being this quasi-polite, oh, I'm sorry, I can't control what I'm doing, right? So now we have Frieza in his second form. He is transformed one time, second form that we see. Chapter 301, he says, my power increases hugely every time I transform, dot, 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 and I have two transformations left. Then on the next page, I'll show you. You should feel honored. You were the first one to ever see this. So here we have two bits of information. One, he's got two more transformations, and this is the fun one. They'll be the first ones to ever see this. Yeah. Is there anything to say about it just yet, or is it still just... I'm sure there is, but... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's important information, but you can't really do anything with it just yet, right?
2: Not, no, not really. There's, there's not telling much yet other than, you know, how many he has left. Right. That seems to be the only real big thing. As for the first one to see this, that could play into something later when we get to, you know, what supposedly is quote-unquote true form and whatnot. Right, right. Whatnot. All right, let's save her for that. Still, it's just set up at this point.
0: Right. Well, here we go with true form. He's in his third form at this point in Chapter 109. In his third form, he's only in it for, what, like a chapter and a half? It's pretty short. Yeah. He says, feast your eyes while you can on my last transformation. My true form. So here we go. He's got one more to go. And what you're about to see, this is his true form. Well, what does true form mean? Should we hold on to what that definition is for a bit?
2: Maybe. I don't know. Usually it, it can mean either one of two things. It can mean either like the apex of my power. Right, right. This is my absolute best. Or it can actually mean, you know, what I'm really like. What's underneath the surface. Mm. In this case, it couldn't, mean, it couldn't mean it either.
0: All right, then we just keep plugging on here. Jumping ahead a little bit, chapter 308. This is supersizing Goku to what is Final Form Frieza. So it's a Goku quote, but it's interesting. Why go to your full power now? Maybe because your body can't withstand it for long anymore? So this is before the bulked up version of Frieza, but already Goku is kind of hinting at, well, you can do it. Why haven't you done it? Already, Yeah. Then we're going to wrap it up. One more quote from the manga, chapter 325. This, again, Super Saiyan Goku. You hit your peak. You've burned out your power, so your ki is dropping fast. I don't see any point in fighting you anymore. This, to me, infers that Frieza's bulked up what he calls his 100% power strength form. That's something he can't sustain for an extended period of time. So he's in his true form, but... He can't really tap into the true power of that form.
2: Yeah. Either that or it's just hard to.
0: Right, right.
2: You know, we've seen in other people, other characters haven't had, you know, the type of total control over their power like, you know, the heroes on Earth do. Right. But uh, what we have seen is things in people like having a resting state as compared to a powered up fighting state. I mean, even uh, Vegeta and Nappa on Earth they kind of, you know, they were sitting around, they were obviously powerful, but nobody could really tell until they actually powered up and started fighting. Then it was, oh crap, we're going to die. Let me ask
0: you about that. That's pretty interesting because they're constantly noting, or I wouldn't say constantly, but they they continue to note it that, wow, the earthlings can control their power. They can rise it and lower it at will. And that's always seemed a little weird to me because we do see Nappa, for all intents and purposes, power up. So if he can't Control, if it's such a surprise that they can do it, what is it that he's doing? Is it, I guess, like Frieza here, where he's constantly able to do it, but he can't sustain it?
2: Well, I, to use an analogy, I always see it like having a resting state is just like sitting there wearing a t shirt. Like, you've got your arms open. People can see your muscles. Like, yeah, okay. They can tell you're strong.
0: (laughs) Right, right.
2: Uh, powering up is more like, you know, rolling up your sleeves and flexing. Like, yeah, this is what I could really do. Gotcha. And, uh, but what the humans do with masking their key would be more like, you know, wearing a long sleeve shirt, stuffing a pillow under it. <laughs> okay. It's like, I'm nothing. Ignore me. Th-
0: that's a really good analogy. I've I've tried to think of it that way, but it always just seems a little weird to me because yeah. especially later in Z, this idea of powering up is so big. And we see it over the course of the series so much and but they're constantly saying that it's weird that the Earthlings can do it. I don't know, but that's where yeah. we're at with Frieza at this point. We've kind of gone through what those transformations are. He says that his sleek, slender, what he fights against Goku with, at his fourth form, his third transformation... That's his true form. So let's banter this back and forth. Do you think that's what his natural... I don't even know how to define true at this point. What would you say here?
2: I think... I don't want to put words in Toriyama's mouth or anything, but I think that seems to be what it was intended to be. From a design standpoint, it does look much simpler. Yeah. As in, like, somehow this is the base, and everything else is somehow building upon it. Well,
0: even right after he transforms to that, the characters themselves say, wow, he's smaller.
2: And plain looking. Like, what's going on? He doesn't look very threatening. Right. So uh, from from a visual standpoint, it does look like it's the most uh, basic and plain one. The one, you know, that gets built upon in some way or another rather than being the final, you know, completed project,
0: if you will. Right. Let me ask you this. He says that no one's ever seen it before his third form. And here we are in the fourth form. Should we really take this at face value? I mean, the question always is, oh, what form was he born in? If they're even born in a way that makes, I mean, we know nothing about his race. So what does born really mean? Has he never actually transformed up this high or low? I mean, however you want to define it, if it's a lower form or a higher form, how does he even know he can do it if he's never shown it to anyone? What's your take on that?
2: Well, he only says that nobody's ever seen the third form, the big one, you know, with the weakness of Sigourney Weaver. Right, right.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's so plainly obvious.
2: Yeah. But uh, I, unless I'm missing something, he doesn't say that about his true form.
0: I think you're right.
2: So uh, nobody's necessarily seen the third one, but that doesn't mean they haven't seen the fourth one. So got to be careful not to fall into that, like start assuming things, I guess. Right.
0: Okay. That's a good point.
2: And... Uh... I don't know if it's too early to get into this, but if the if the uh, lower forms do actually develop somehow, either intentionally or naturally, to hold back his power... Yeah,
0: let's get into that right now. I think it makes sense before we hit Cooler to talk about that. Go for it.
2: So um, if somehow these forms have developed over time and, you know, as Frieza's gotten more powerful, he's developed more and more of them, his third form might be relatively new. That might just be all there is to it. So okay. the reason nobody's seen it is because he hasn't had it that long or he's just become so obscenely powerful that he's never had to use it before. I
0: get you. So... I mean, he's so strong that he can get himself all the way down to what we first are introduced to, his first form Frieza. He can stay in that. Battle
2: power of 530,000.
0: Exactly. I mean, he's far and above anyone else at that point so he might as well if he can't control things might as well just stick around in that form and he can be all right, nice no and
2: polite and uh, I don't know are we going into King Cold yet
0: no we'll save him we'll save him for the very end okay I mean I mean they're fun little discussions. so we'll just I,
2: I hardly know anything about Cariza, <laughs> just to warn you <laughs> there's, ahead there's of time there's nothing
0: to say about him
2: <laughs> Viz needs to put out more of that I swear they do one little chapter in the magazine is not yeah, enough yeah I know
0: right there's a whole bunch of other stuff alright so I like that idea where Where maybe he's needed to go to his second form before he came across him.
2: The reason nobody's ever seen it is because
0: he's never needed it. Right. Okay. So he's never needed to be at this strength. So he was born, let's say he exists as that fourth form, but he's never had to restrict it just one notch below that. Right okay it's
2: either he's probably never even had to use this form much since right. he's, since he was little, and he's already more powerful than 99.99999% of everything <laughs> else in the universe with just, his, with just his small spiky form. So Right.
0: So do you want to go to Kula now? I, I feel like we've talked through Frieza's transformations and at least defined what they are and how he gets to them, right?
2: Probably enough. I guess so, enough for, uh, to move on to Kula.
0: All right. So DBZ Movie 5 is the first time we're introduced Tukula, who is Frieza's older brother. He's introduced at the very, very beginning of the movie.
2: Is, is he his older brother? Did they ever say where? I'm
0: fairly sure that it's noted somewhere. It looks like he is. I, I could totally be wrong. Looks
2: are, but... looks are deceiving with this family. Exactly. So, whatever.
0: He's got a slightly deeper voice. Yeah. That means he's older. All right, so we're introduced mainly through his henchmen at first, but then we do see him. He's in a little hovery cherry thing, very similar to his brother, but when we see him, it looks like Frieza in his fourth form. He's not wearing kind of the, the battle chest armor. He doesn't have the horns coming out of him. So that he's was in the nude he, he is in his birthday suit right there. But he's in his chair, so you don't see it. It's all good. So we basically assume at this point, all right, he's in his fourth form, right? Right? I guess. Okay.
2: Prologue doesn't say much about that. Right.
0: There's literally nothing describing this until almost the very end of the movie when he fights with Goku.
2: Just look. Here's a guy who looks like Frieza. Right. Oh, he's Frieza's brother.
0: Multiple characters look at him and say... Frieza before we get to you know, his quotes himself I will take it over to Toriyama for a second because he actually designed the character both forms of him and the quote on the character design from the Zenshu says designed for Kula said to be Frieza's older brother well there yeah that's where I'm picking the older there brother it is ah, sourced it from the outset he appeared in a body resembling Frieza's final form the design for one more transformation was also drawn so right there you were talking earlier about don't read into things it doesn't say the equivalent of freeze's final form just similar to resembling frieza's final form right we're gonna talk about some other Daisenshu and guidebook quotes but let's stick to the movie itself for a little bit we see kula off and on for a while during the movie he's hanging out in a throne just sitting on a dusty planet and comes to earth he blasts some people around finally when it comes down to just him and goku this is what he says one time more I am able to transform myself one more time than my brother. Now he starts to initiate this transformation. So I think it's pretty safe to assume again I'm I'm using an assumption here that what he's about to show us is, is that one more transformation, right?
2: Yeah okay i'd say so if he could transform anymore you'd think he'd use it <laughs> exactly once goku started making him look like a girl
0: <laughs> he follows that up by saying you will be the first to see my ultimate transformation and the last now what he means by last here is not his last transformation but the last person to see he's saying you're gonna see it and then i'm gonna kill you but you'll be the first until the to next see super
2: saiyan who crops up
0: well again fair point <laughs> <laughs> You'll be the first to see it, my ultimate transformation. So again, he's clearly developed it, but he's never had a reason to use it. So why would he develop it? What do you think about that? To be more powerful than Frieza? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know anything about sibling rivalry, but maybe there is. Presumably
2: sibling rivalry. I mean, he doesn't seem to like Frieza very much. He criticizes him for being a too soft i think
0: he says yes yeah i mean he clearly has issues with his decisions and i mean it comes back to by him on the ass but he says all right i'm gonna let frieza deal with the consequences of his actions here it's, it's got nothing to do with me
2: and he does he does say later that he doesn't really give a crap about avenging frieza he just doesn't like that the family name has been uh exactly tarnished
0: right he's talking all about pride here whether or not he and frieza have like a rivalry
2: going on doesn't seem we don't have much to go on but it does it he doesn't seem to care about him much.
0: The last quote I'm going to give you from the movie is a Goku quote, and it's it doesn't really matter. He just says, incredible, his key is even greater than Frieza's. All right, so we're establishing that at this point, at least in this transformation, Kula is stronger than Frieza. I don't think that means anything or weighs down and helps anything.
2: At most, it would imply that he wasn't stronger than Frieza beforehand.
0: Right, right. Maybe,
2: which since Goku was not even using the Kaioken, much less Super Saiyan or anything, you know, we probably could have figured it out for ourselves already.
0: Right. I mean, that fight didn't go long enough. I was talking about this with Mary earlier we're saying, you know, Kula is around for such a short time, you almost can't gauge much at all with him. You really have to go off of the guidebooks yeah. and other stuff. So why don't we just go over to those? So some quotes from the Daisenju here. Our buddy Herms has put up little tidbits here and there all over the forum on Daisenju. EX. So I, I threw a couple things together that I saw, some things from him, some things from you. Let's talk about some guidebook things. It does say Kula is stronger than Frieza. Duh, we've established mm-hmm. that at this point he can control his power better and therefore he doesn't need to bother with those lower forms that's yes. really interesting to me
2: that's probably just something they came up with to give an excuse why Toriyama never designed them right
0: absolutely I mean you need to <laughs> as, explain as much
2: as I wish as much as I really wish he had you know <laughs> I'll just ta- I just take sketches oh, I like, know. right next to that page, and I'd be giddy as a schoolgirl. It would look
0: exactly the same as Frieza, just a little more purple body, <laughs> I guess.
2: Maybe. I mean, his cooler's true quote-unquote form here looks different, so maybe his others would look... Right. A little different, too.
0: But I really like this. He doesn't need to bother with those lower forms. He can control his power so much better. We did have Frieza say this a couple times. I mean, he's politely, backhandedly apologizing for it, but this is neat with Coolo. Oh, I'm sorry for impaling you. Exactly. Is there anything else you can read into this? I just find it fascinating.
2: Well, about him controlling his battle power? Yeah. Another thing in the movie is that he actually does get the jump on the heroes a few times.
0: Yes, he does.
2: Which might imply that he's not only, you know, better able to control it, as in not go around breaking things, <laughs> but he might be actually be able to mask it to an extent, too.
0: I, I'm, I'm going to ask that question in just a minute. I mean, you're hinting at it, and I think it's a great question to ask. But yeah, he, he totally seems like he might be able to mask his power a little bit and slink around and get the best of people. The only other thing that's really relevant from the is is that this is called the fourth transformation or Daion Henshin for Kula. So we know that this is numbered in the exact same way that freezes are... And it is a progression of that. He's He's got one more form.
2: Or at least that, you know, he and Frieza just have the same number of forms.
0: True. I mean, his earlier forms could look entirely different, but again, no designs.
2: Doesn't necessarily mean other people have the same number, too.
0: Right, right. I guess we'll talk but about that. that is told. for a
2: future time.
0: So let's uh, do a little analysis with what we do know here. First question I want to ask you, what is it with them being able to control their power? Re- did they accidentally blow something up as a child that makes them want to control their power? Why is this even an issue? What happens when they don't control their power that just forced them to need to do so? I mean, like, are they born and blow up the nursery? What What is happening here?
2: Well, the uh, creative writing side of me likes to think that... Uh... You know, Kula was looking for any way to be better than Frieza. Yeah. So if he saw Frieza's lack of control as a weakness, he might strive to not have that same weakness.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
2: I can become, my. you know, my brother sucks at this, so I'm going to be good at it.
0: Mm, all right. I like my idea better that they're born and something blows up.
2: Mm, that could be too. <laughs> I
0: mean, we see uh, Goku, uh, there's that you know kind of famous... Pat on the back to Chi Chi. She goes flying out the window and into the rock in the distance. So uh, maybe they have something similar going on where they aren't aware of their own strength. And Daddy Cold is kind of telling them, well, you're, you should probably do something about this so you don't wreck the spaceship. Stop breaking things. <laughs> How many spaceships have they gone through? That's really the big question of the episode, right? <laughs> is there anything else to ask with these questions or with these points here. I feel like they're interesting, but still, we're Uh, not going off into crazy territory yet.
2: I'm scrolling through my mess of notes here, seeing if there's anything important I had to bring up at this point. Uh, he moses around in his powerful form. It's it's okay. Gets the drop on him. Uh,
0: I think that's about it. Alright, let's go off into crazy fan theory territory. I found a couple that you had actually posted on the forum before, and I really like this one. His final transformation, you said that maybe this is kind of channeling what Frieza does for his 100% power. Frieza can't control it, Kula can. Right.
2: I was thinking that it all ties back into Kula having better key control. You know, Frieza's, when he powers up to his 100%, he's all about brute force, Right. not much more than that. And he's channeling it in a very bad and inefficient way, and it eventually comes back to bite him in the butt.
0: Yeah, you know, he's not very smart about it either. Kula has one really good example where it's his quasi-death ball that he uses, but he distracts Goku first with a different attack, and then he right. does it, and I, I thought that was... Well, we didn't really see Frieza try to do much like... I mean, maybe he tried, but it was never really effective like that.
2: He Frieza forgot about the big old spirit bomb right above his head.
0: <laughs> That's like, true. I, he saw it got distracted.
2: It, it does seem obvious that at the very Least cool is a smarter fighter than Frieza. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely give him that. I really like that idea. Is there anything else to say about it, though?
2: I like to compare them as if Frieza's one hundred percent is like Super Saiyan Grade Three, whereas Cool is a uh, Super form. Here is more like a full fledged, properly done Super Saiyan Two.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, totally able to control it. Speed is better. Power is better.
2: It's all trying to tap it into the same power, but doing it the right way instead of the wrong way. He
0: doesn't seem to have any stress on his body in this form. He's flying around. Those gorgeous scenes of him kind of spinning in midair and stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. Beautifully animated movie.
0: Well, bits and pieces of it are.
2: Well, yeah, the parts where he's pummeling Goku are. There's some
0: ugly stuff early on.
2: (laughs) They they all have it, (laughs) They do. They do.
0: All right, let's go to another theory you had here. Maybe he developed a form that boosts his power instead of lower forms to restrict it. I think you need to expand upon this a little bit.
2: Uh, I'm not sure how else to. I mean, that seems pretty straightforward to me. I don't, I don't have much of a more in-depth explanation for it. All right. But uh, yeah, it's, it's mainly just the same thing as the previous point. He finds a way to boost his power, but through a new form, channeling it into a new form, instead of uh, just bulking himself up and stressing himself
0: out. Well, I think what you're implying with this is what we first see him in, let's assume it's his fourth form, just like Frieza, that is his true, that's his natural form. But unlike Frieza, he found some way to adjust and mold his body to go beyond that and to tap into something that normally wouldn't exist, for example, Um, with Frieza.
2: While I was browsing around through old threads this morning, yeah. I found a uh, neat little quote from Busani here. I think that's how you're supposed to pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he says, Frieza's race either naturally has or can learn the ability to change their bodies. We see Frieza, and possibly his father, use forms we can assume they invented in order to restrain their power. If they can do that, then in theory, inventing a new form to channel your power more effectively isn't that weird at all.
0: No, that makes sense. So
2: however however, the uh, restrictive forms developed, coolers may have just developed the same way, whether intentionally or naturally. Right. It's just like, you know, if for a Super sign, when you try to tap into Super Saiyan beyond the Super Saiyan before you're ready for it, then you become a Super sign grade 2 or 3. But once you've trained it and, you know completely mastered Super Saiyan the way you should, then you become a Super Saiyan 2 instead. It just happens instead.
0: This is all crazy stuff, but I love it.
2: Yeah, I think about this way too often.
0: All right, let me take it over to something that has always stuck out to me, but I never really knew what to do or say about it but I think it's really relevant to this discussion when Kula is blasted into the sun the first shot that we see he's in his transformed state because Goku just used the Kamehameha blasting him off into the sun it cuts away to a flashback when it comes back to showing Kula being blasted into the sun he's back down to what we're first introduced as with his fourth form that almost says to me that it's something you can be knocked out out of similar to super saiyan,
2: right, right and you know this is a one big point i found that for some reason i thought you might not have found <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm very observant
2: yes yeah, too observant Uh, Anyway, yeah, he does actually drop out of it. Hold on, where did I mention this? Okay, yeah, he does actually revert out of his fifth form and back into his true form. Unlike Frieza, who, when he was bulked up, he just stayed bulked up. He was in the same form. He didn't revert to anything prior.
0: Right, and like, even when he was caught by his own Kianzon, when he fell, he didn't, like, slim down.
2: No, or even go farther. He didn't even revert into any of his prior forms or anything like that. Well,
0: I don't know, because when Daddy picks him up in space, it seems like he's all slender again.
2: Yeah, well, I'm... More concerned with demonstrating that it holds the uh, true form, it supports the true form yeah, idea.
0: Right, it's not like Frieza went back to so, first form or anything.
2: Yes, if if he he didn't revert back to his tiny little spiky form, the same way a Super Saiyan 2 would revert back down to base right. and when they get knocked you know what? out.
0: That makes sense because we were already saying that that 100% form Frieza was struggling with it to stay in it. So. Yeah, right? if he's it's, it's... missing half his face, yeah, he'll probably slim back down. Yeah. Do you want to go to movie six at all? Um,
2: There's only like two small points about movie six, I n- noticed. And all they do is just add more to the true form idea.
0: Yeah, and we're thinking the same thing, I, I know.
2: The coolers are based on his true on his uh slender form not his bigger ear
0: one right he doesn't have the spikes doesn't have the mask they look like the kula that we saw first
2: they, they'd be based off his most natural form right and so is you know the giant robot he, that he becomes at the end
0: right because that's actually what kula is all the metal kula's uh, hanging out there just kind of like all that's
2: left of is a chunk of his head right
0: <laughs> what is it with them when they're defeated they just have like half a face that exists that's it. I don't know. Was there one other point, though, for movie six?
2: For movie six? No, just those two. Okay. That the, the metal coolers are uh, based off of his natural form, right, and, and then so his face. is
0: he. Gotcha. What else do you want to talk about here? I, I have just extra stuff at the end with King Cold and Kriza, but is there anything else you want to mention? That-
2: I'm des- I'm desperately scrolling through my jumble of notes here.
0: Yeah, I feel like we hit everything, and maybe we have answers. I'm not sure, though.
2: There is just one small thing. I'm not sure how much it would actually relate to the conversation. Okay. But there's an interesting little uh, power scaling inconsistency in movie five.
0: All right. What is that?
2: When Kula, after he's just tangoed with base Goku, Mm -hmm. like right before he transforms, he says, you do as well as I expected, enough to have defeated my brother.
0: Yeah, I I did think that was a little weird.
2: Yeah, this is before Goku's transformed, before he's even used the Kaioken visibly at all. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, well, hold on. I, I mean some period of time we're in a different timeline different universe so we don't know how long this is it is safe to assume that some time has passed maybe goku has gotten somewhat stronger although at the same time it seems like he can't fully control super saiyan transformation or initiate it so
2: it's weird the the movie is it looks like it's meant to be like an alternate of the frieza fight most of the movies are kind of meant to be parallels to a certain part in the series
0: exactly i like the way you say that it's an alternate to the frieza fight but the frieza fight has to have existed but we can't right. have trunks in the Nigan here because uh,
2: uh movie continuity's a headache it,
0: it can't take place in the three years and then movie six is totally crazy because dende's already uh-huh. Tommy.
2: What, dende what are you doing there <laughs> you're not supposed to be there but the th- interesting thing is that later when cool is getting knocked around the landscape by super saiyan goku then he says i see this is why my brother was no match for you so he's retconning himself i guess <laughs>
0: right in the span of a couple minutes
2: i don't know it's just maybe cool is not as smart as we think he is
0: sure, he's just got a difficult how time powerful gauging. was my brother again
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he doesn't uh,
0: remember doesn't see him in a long time
2: uh, yeah all right maybe.
0: let's talk about king cold very briefly this is a question that goes back as long as i can remember on the internet. And that is what form is he in? It seems very similar to Frieza's first transformation into his second form. King Cold uh-huh. is obviously older. Maybe that's easier for him. He wants to stay stronger than Frieza in his first form, but Frieza is hanging out in his fourth form. I don't really know what to make of this.
2: Well, we know for sure that cold's not as strong as Frieza overall, right? Yeah, there, there seems that's, to be. That's been told, I'm pretty sure it was said in the manga, and most of the uh, most of the guidebooks say it, right? right?
0: Right. That seems to be the definitive answer. Is that he's not concretely stronger than?
2: Right. So what I've always thought, or maybe assumed, maybe it's just a bit of uh, fanon working in here. Yeah. But uh, if he's not as strong as Frieza, then maybe he has less restrictive forms.
0: Oh, that's true. So maybe that is the one his we, first the one.
2: The one we see him in, he might only have two and he might be hanging out in the second one or he might only have one restrictive form and it just happens to look more like Frieza's second one. or Right. But overall, if he's weaker than Frieza, then...
0: He's got less to restrict.
2: Yeah, and he probably wouldn't have trans- bothered transforming in the first place anyway because he knew it would be useless. Right. Maybe, which is why he might try tricking Trunks instead of outright fighting him.
0: Right, and we do see that he's somewhat... he thinks he's clever.
2: I wish we were told more about Cold, because we're just kind of left to guess about him.
0: I know. We see Cooler for so little, and we've seen Cold for (laughs) just as little, too.
2: You know, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, (laughs) then it's a duck.
0: It's a space duck!
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, if it looks like a restrictive form, then we should probably assume it is.
0: Well, there you go. You're assuming again. You can't do that with Toriyama. Right, right. I know. (laughs) But, you know, it's like, it's
2: not that deep. It's like Toriyama is not that tricky, really.
0: I think what you've just described with Cold pretty much answers what I would ask about Kriza, because in yeah. Nekomajin-Z, he first appears in what seems to be the equivalent of Frieza's first form, the first thing we see him in. He transforms a single time into what seems to be an equivalent of Frieza's third transformation or fourth form. And he's got the little chestnut right. thing going on in his head. <laughs> but if you're saying that, well, if he's not as strong, can't be as strong as Frieza. So if he's got less to restrict, then it makes sense that he doesn't have as many right. forms to go through.
2: Yeah, it's the same theory that one, that one restrictive form might be his only one.
0: Of course, we are talking about a gag manga at this point, so everything's off the table. Wow, so... That was the most crazy, nerdy, in-depth I've gone in a long time with the series, but I really liked it. I think there's some cool shit in there. Me too. One, since
2: MFG's shut down, I need a place to vent. I need some way to vent this stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not like we don't encourage it. We we totally have it all the time, but I know you love getting nitty gritty with this stuff, and I saw you posting about it. I was like, all right, this is perfect. This is what I want right now.
2: I'm a fan fiction writer. You know, I, I make up my own little worlds. Right, So, you know, I got to analyze the ones that already exist.
0: While we're talking about you and fanfics and stuff, you want to plug anything?
2: Oh, um, I don't know. If people want, they could check out my fanfiction, Dragon Ball GT Revised. Its tagline is Dragon Ball GT minus the suck. So, I don't know. Maybe that's appealing.
0: You have a very large task ahead of yourself there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not particularly a hard one, well, though.
0: according to most of the fandom, I, my thoughts, uh, I don't even know what my thoughts are anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know what? If I didn't like GT, I wouldn't give it the attention.
0: That's true. That's true. Well, where can people find it? I, I know you. if you're on the X forum, you can find your account, just like links and profiles and SIGs and all that. Or
2: I've got a link to it right in my signature.
0: All right, perfect. There you go.
2: As well as the spin-off story dragon ball gt revised cataclysm
0: Ooh, cataclysm that's a big word right now in the internets
2: chronicling my version of the events that almost destroyed planet Namek 600 years ago and how do they tie in to the black star dragon balls
0: oh see i love that kind of shit that's what i always wanted i want back I history stories so go read it i think i did start reading your gt one and i don't remember it So I'm terrible. Well,
2: updates happen bi-monthly at best. Exactly.
0: I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. So a fanfic that I read two months ago, who knows?
2: I know. I barely remember what I've already written.
0: No, you have sketches and character designs for it as well, right?
2: Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, two months go by without an update to the actual story. So I try to make the wait worthwhile.
0: See, that's awesome. You have supplemental material for your fanfic. That is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. All right. Well, Kaboom, Sean, thanks so much for joining me. I totally get to nerd out on a Thursday night talking about stupid transformations in the Japanese cartoon about monkeys hitting monsters.
2: You're quite welcome. Glad to be here.
0: All right. So uh, thank you. And with the topic done, I guess we head on over to releases. We're just going to cover June's releases here on the 22nd this week, Dragon Ball Origins 2. This is the American Nintendo DS release of Dragon Ball DS 2 Totsugeki Red Ribbon Gun or Charge Red Ribbon Army coming from Namco Bandai, $29.99 MSRP. Same price over on GameStop and Amazon. We still have no idea if uh, Shenron no Nazo, the Famicom game, is going to show up on this in any capacity as the original Japanese or Dragon Power. But at this point, it's out this week. We haven't heard anything about it. Probably not on there, right? I'm gonna say no, but we've seen weirder. Or maybe it's hidden away in the programming and it's just inaccessible. Probably or something like be, that. Or will be there in full Japanese. Right, exactly. Not that it matters. The game's pretty simple. Alright, uh, why don't you give me first thing here on 25th? We have the Dragon Ball Z DVD Box 4
1: from Kaze in Germany. They're basically doing 10 bucks for the full series using the French transfer, which isn't the Dragon Box. It's gonna be uh, episodes 108 to 138 of Dragon it's four by three. The MSRP $66.99 in the local currency, which I don't remember what the currency is. Uh, Amazon Germany has it for fifty two ninety nine and I guess if you live in Germany, that's probably the release you want to get or unless you're importing.
0: Alright, also that day over in Japan Dragon Ball Kai Blu-ray Box 4. This covers Kai episodes 40 through 54. This one is 5 discs. Japanese Blu-rays are 4x3 in high definition. MSRP is 15,960 yen. Pre-order prices we got for you. CD Japan, 15,200. Amazon Japan, 14,000 in It's a very specific number of yen there. Also that same day, they've got DVD volumes 13 and 14, containing whatever the hell episodes are on those. You don't want these. These are the cropped to 16 by 9 standard def, terrible colors, right? Not even t- terrible colors. They're not done
1: well. They're what you would have expected from the really early Toei prototype DVDs that they did for Digimon Pretty Cure, when they weren't sure if they were going to do TV DVDs on the whole, and they tested it with a few shows that were airing.
0: Right. They're just garbage.
1: They're garbage in every sense of the word there are issues there that we haven't seen in releases out here in a while, or they only show up in releases with very old masters that weren't done properly. I want to say there's no love given to releases, but there's not even any effort given
0: here. Nah, they're terrible. Stick with the Blu-rays if you're getting the Japanese releases. Anyway, the MSRP is 2,940 yen. Pre-order prices, 2,800 CD Japan, 2,176 on Amazon Japan. At this point, if you're listening, you're listening in English, you understand English, just get the Funimation releases, Even if you have to import them, it's gonna be a lot better, gonna be cheaper, you get subtitles, and you have none of those video issues. So, with that done, let's do some emails first email here comes to us from Jordan. Jordan says, I live in Australia and have been eagerly awaiting the announcement of an Australian release of the Funimation Dragon Boxes. Here we go, talking about Funimation and their releases for other folks. The other day I noticed on the Madman Entertainment website, the company who distributes Dragon Ball in Australia, that they have a release date for Dragon Ball Z Kai Volume 1. I thought this was strange considering Z Kai was only just released in the US, and the Dragon Boxes have been out in the US for quite a while. If Madman was going to release the Dragon Box in Australia, why would they release zkai first. Does this perhaps mean that Australia won't be getting the Dragon Box? Do you think that I should keep waiting for an Australian release, or should I get a region-free DVD player and order the Dragon Boxes from the US? First thing I'm going to put out there. Folks, you don't add apostrophe S for pluralization. That is possessive. Mark. I'm fairly sure to actually answer the question. We heard Madman's passing on the Dragon Boxes, right?
1: Yeah, short answer is yes.
0: Sucks to the Australian folks.
1: Well, let's just say they perhaps been a bit more antagonistic towards Mad Men than even we've been towards Funimation at times. (laughs) It's very true. Well,
0: Mad Men's had issues with some of their releases.
1: They've been put in the position where, say, they want to keep doing the ultimate uncuts. Yeah. And then they have nothing, so they have to start over with the widescreen. So then they do those. Those finish, and I'm just not sure there's the audience to re-release the show yet again
0: there. Right. I mean, it is Australia, smaller population, more niche audience than even here in the U.S. It's a business decision at that point so just import the American stuff I know it's going to cost you a pretty penny to do so but I know there's some deals out there just do it right yeah
1: it makes more sense for Mad Men to skip the Dragon Bucks over completely especially since as far as we know 480 is the best there is so then they'd have to scale it up change the frame rate or just do an ntsc release which they've done right, before right. but they have better masters for kai might as well just do that and skip over dealing with potentially splitting their audience for that anyways
0: for australia maybe that's the right decision it sucks for folks like jordan but import them. all right last email we're gonna do here comes to us from mitchell i love this question mitchell says i'm 14. first off oh my god i'm much older than 14. And I was 13 when I was active on the board. So here's a quick question. Do you think young people, when the old webmasters throw in their towels, will continue the fan base? Love the show. Mark, let me get your perspective on this. First off, do you ever see myself and or Heath throwing in the towel with our websites? Outside perspective, what do you think?
1: You know, I don't, I question if you always have the time for it you do now. Mm -hmm. Because you just never know what happens in life. I don't see either of you guys being done with it. I could see a case where like Julian came on to help a bit someone else might come on to help and do some of the day-to-day stuff that I think will always be you and whoever.
0: I think so too. It's really funny because at one point, I was the young guy. I mean, I started my website in 1998. I was, what was I, 15, 16 years old? Something like that at that point. Essentially Mitchell's age, a little bit older than that. And I was the young one coming in and kind of looking to take the throne at some point. It was interesting back then because Dragon Ball was just ending in japan it was not to say that the people weren't dedicated or didn't care but it was just another interest of theirs and they did move on to do other things and of course we also had the internet crash which destroyed any hopes dreams and aspirations for a lot of those people but i don't know i i think heath and i are in for the long run here with Daisy x and constant
1: yeah i i think that's the case for dragon ball i think you could possibly bring it up about other shows but that's not the point here. The problem is I don't know if he's asking about Dragon Ball specifically or in general.
0: I think he's talking about Dragon Ball, but at the same time I don't want to dissuade anyone from starting up a website because I mean Heath came along and look what Constantine has done for all of fandom. I mean it made us step up and do more stuff, more original content and I mean we love the friendly competition that we have and it's not even competition. It really is cooperation, the stuff that we do together.
1: absolutely there. And that's the one thing. There's no issue with stepping up, but if you're going to step up, step up. Don't just do what is already being done by Mike, by Heath, by anyone else. If you want to step up and do it, step up and do it. There's room for plenty of other people to do something.
0: Name that we've uh, mentioned before, Inagada Dabita, which I didn't finally say properly. His name is Dustin. (laughs) He started up a a thread over on our forum as well saying, no, I'm I'm thinking about maybe doing a website and what can we do? What's what's a new shtick? What's a new take we can do on this? And I would love to see that because honestly, you're not going to compete with Heath and Herms on the raw research and translations and information and stuff. And I won't say what you can or cannot compete with me about because, you know, I have my own perspective on that. I can't accurately gauge what that is. I would love to see what else is there that you can do with the series? I mean, there were humor sites back in the day. Mary was obviously a part of that, or Buddy Caster was a part of that, and maybe he might come back and do some stuff. Who knows? We'll see something. But I think there are other things you can do out there with Dragon Ball that we just haven't done before. There are so many cool things. Some things that maybe tie in with stuff we do. Uh Gaffer tape on our phone. Form- I hope I'm saying that right. Um, uh, I believe he's Mistare Fusion on YouTube. He he's done a video that I've talked about in a blog post before where he points out some comparisons with Dragon Ball and Star Trek I mean that's the stuff that I love that original content and comparisons people with production skills I mean people are so talented now compared to what we had 10 11 12 years ago there's a new shtick out there right what is it mark come on what can they do
1: that was actually gonna be what one of my original ideas for the fanboy review was it was going to be doing reviews of Dragon Ball stuff in depth to about where I do them now and reviewing other stuff and comparing it to other shows. Yeah. But I gave up on that in five minutes when I realized, <laughs> wow, that's going to be stupid if I decide I want to do a review of something else and it's a Dragon Ball site reviewing star trek for no reason and i basically decided you know they already got that if i want to review something dragon ball i can do that on any site that i make might as well just do what i want just to do reviews once in a while tell people if they should buy something or not and maybe someone wants to do a purchasing guide rather than a because you have the whole dvd guides right maybe someone wants to do a guide where is this something someone should look up and purchase compared to other versions of the product or maybe, you know, a collector site for all the different products that have been released over the years. I mean, there's a lot of toy sites out there. I, there still are Dragon Ball toy sites, as far as I'm but maybe someone wants to do the really in depth stuff that maybe has fallen a little out of use over the years.
0: Right, right. I mean, come on, guys. You're young. You're creative. You have drive. We're old and stuck in our ways and don't know what to do anymore. So show us up. Come on. You got just, some just, just, cool I stuff.
1: just, I just don't want to see any Dai Zenshu Zs, x just make a good original site people want it yeah people want good sites show up for good sites if you just make the sites that are already there why is anyone going to go to it that already
0: exists well here's a question that i've been wanting to ask and have a big conversation about for a while maybe we can hit it real quick while we have a little bit of time mark what do you think the place is if there even is a place anymore for fan sites of a show i mean we have wikipedia and youtube those alone and we have uh, forget about you know wikias and you know, the the series-specific ones. But for all intents and purposes, if you need information, you just go to Wikipedia. If you need a release list of something, you just go to Amazon. Is there a place for these kind of fan sites anymore? I mean, I know there kind of is because we get an audience, but I don't know if there is in the greater scheme of things.
1: I think there is because I think fans want to talk with other fans.
0: So is it just community then? I
1: think it's a combination of news, information, and community because you have the point like, um, well, let's use Crunchyroll as an example. Let's say Dragon Ball is on Crunchyroll. Would anyone who's at 2 AX have discussions at Crunchyroll about Dragon Ball? No, because they don't, to an extent, people want a they want it to be moderated but they don't want it so moderated they can't discuss i, I think of it like uh game facts
0: <laughs> an example i have used and thrown out there before i mean there are stigmas about places and i know that daizans has a stigma too as a oh, yeah. website and an extension with their community
1: oh it's it absolutely has a stigma in every possible
0: degree i've seen stick <laughs> i've seen you
1: uh, it's just insane all around. Well, but, we
0: don't need to get into that because yeah. we 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 focus on the positive here. <laughs> Positive. Um, Positive thinking. It has
1: to be something more than just anyone could spend five seconds looking for on Google or Wikipedia.
0: Right. If you want to build that community, which I, I think we're saying is part of what sustains it in the first place. It's kind of yeah. like a parasite going on here or a symbiotic relationship, more accurately stated, I guess. Maybe it starts as a parasite, but it becomes symbiotic.
1: I think that sort of goes into why the forum had to change a bit was that, you know, end up being down three, four or five days a month. Right. Right. Whatever someone has to do, it has to evolve to the point that maybe they're not showing up every day, but they have to expect to go there on a normal basis and for a reason beyond the most basic needs of a fan.
0: Right. I mean, if you're looking for just the regular news, you got Anime News Network, you got Anime on DVD, whatever it is now. It's wow. I'd love to have a more full panel on that. Something I've been wanting to do for a while. If you run the biggest websites out there for some other series, I, I don't always know what they are I know some of them I would love to get them all together in a room and just kind of pick each other's brains and talk about what it is about these sites that allow them to continue to exist what the trends are with the audiences what the trends with the audience responses are that would be fascinating to me yeah it definitely sounds interesting all right, so I guess we're done with the emails. <laughs> People have questions, comments, concerns, all that good stuff. Guys and gals, send them podcast at com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. We're also on Twitter at Dizex News and side announcements over there. Individually, all the cool folks: I am VegitoEX. Mary is Marytot, and Julian, Daddy Julian, is Saya Jedi. We're also on Facebook, Facebook.com/Dizex. Lots of nice folks over there. I'm over on the Twitter also. Uh we'll plug you at the end. But if you want to, go ahead, throw in your Twitter. M A R
1: C F B R.
0: Before we wrap up the show, I gotta, I gotta thank people. We've got some donations to name. It's been a while since we mentioned this. And when we did first start doing this, I said, it's not going to be recurring. We're not going to always plug it. We don't want it to be overdone for you. And it's been a while since anything came in. So I figured this was appropriate to do it. Uh, Sean from New York won our golden warrior contest. He won the art book and we get to name the shipping method for this. I'm so, so happy. The Brackus golden memorial art book is on its way to Sean right now. So very, very much appreciated there. But beyond that, two fantastic donations. I hope I'm saying this appropriately. The Maurice and Paul Memorial 2010 hosting. Kind of retroactively applying this to the hosting for Ties X for the year. I am very, very much in appreciation for all the fine folks out there that are uh, helping us keep things going. Like I said, we haven't mentioned it in a long time. There's a donate link on the homepage. If you can, we appreciate it. No pressure. Nothing's going anywhere if you don't. But it certainly makes lives easier for us as we continue on into adult I mean, Julian's got a baby now. He can't be paying for hosting. He's going to pay for diapers. That's it. We're done. Mark, thanks for joining me on the show. You're welcome. Glad to be here. So, uh, Fanboy Review, what you got going on? Where can people find it? Uh, FanboyReview.net. Not any, many updates
1: lately. Got a few planned reviews sh- coming up based on things that I know will be arriving and
0: things I planned to review. I'm looking on the site right now you've got a Space Adventure Cobra review up from Samuel.
1: Yeah. That was the first tr- uh, try on a new uh, feature where basically he's going to review things from far off in the UK that we can't get here. Things that are specific to the UK anime re- fandom.
0: Very, very nice. Cool stuff. I know you got some FMA stuff up there as well which has had its own little controversies in places too. So some good reading there all right so folks thanks for joining us here on 223 of the show uh mary is all kind of a little sickly sounding right now and julian's asleep in japan with his baby but someone join me at least next week here on the show 224 i'm hoping we'll have a show next week i'm not entirely sure because i'm going on vacation for a week we're going to the wizarding world of harry potter down in orlando You, you you tried to figure out the best way to present that didn't you yeah and there was no good way so you just put it out there that's not the only thing we're doing we're going to epcot and a bunch of other places as well and then back
1: to harry potter
0: no no we're just going there for one day going with uh the sister-in-law and her boyfriend friends so uh we'll have a good times in there so i can't guarantee an episode but i don't think we're leaving until monday actually so i'm gonna try and get some kind of episode out next week so until then for mary who's upstairs and i'm gonna go uh join and probably watch some uh avatar because last airbender is coming out soon We're finishing up season three rewatch and for julian off in japan and for our buddy mark and fanboy review my name is mike vegeto ex and we'll probably see you next week thanks for listening to our podcast here at daizen we'll see you next time
2: Um, I would compare it to uh, like Frieza's 100% is like Super Saiyan Grade Three. Did
0: I yeah. just say Saiyan? You... I say Saiyan. <laughs> I'm rubbing <laughs> off on you here.
2: Uh, stop it.
0: <laughs> it's all right. You know uh, what? I let you say Spirit Bomb. Uh huh. Let's just keep going. All righty.